Hi, welcome to the Equity Clinic. I'm Omitra Berry. You know, every year I go back and I read the words of Frederick Douglass and I use them sort of as a way to take the pulse of the state of our children. You know, if you've been in one of my workshops, I always greet you with the words Kesarian Inkara. Um, in the language of the Maasai, it's a, a greeting and it, it translates to how are the children. And I try to live by that in thinking all the time that we have to consider the state of the children as an indicator of the wellness of our society as a whole. So today, Frederick Douglass, his words. So for those of you who don't know, Frederick Douglass was an emancipated slave. He was described as brilliant, eloquent, and determined, and his words are truly eloquent. He escaped slavery in 1838. He became a very powerful leader of the anti-slavery movement. And then in 1852, he was asked to speak in celebration of the 4th of July. Imagine that. So his words, when I read them every year, still make sense. They still ring true. Um, and I use them because interpreted under a slightly different light, it works to underscore not just the state of public education, but social justice for children, particularly children of color here in the U.S. today. So looking at his words, examining his message on the 4th of July as though it were written for our learners of color and really all our learners today. But this year, as every year, I take a generous poetic or interpretive license with his words, and I bring to you today my take for 2022. What to the public school child is this 4th of July? Dear listeners, pardon me. Please allow me to ask, why am I called upon here to speak today? What have I or those I represent to do with your national independence? Are the great principles of political freedom and of social justice embodied in that Declaration of Independence of yours extended to us? And am I, therefore, called upon to bring our humble offering to your national altar and to confess the benefits and express devout gratitude for the blessings resulting from your independence to us? What have the children learned in the last few months leading up to this celebrated independence? Are the benefits of locked doors and active shooter drills bringing them a feeling of safety and security in the classroom? How can we celebrate when our children are terrified that their school or their classroom or that they themselves will be next? How do we celebrate the benefits of freedom in the midst of a summer where our children fear for their lives at school and now fear even more that those who were sworn to serve and protect them will wait for a backup outside an unlocked door as they lie dying inside? Our children are not included with the metaphorical boundaries of rights, freedoms, and justice that this anniversary celebrates. You see, your high independence only reveals the immeasurable distance between us. The blessings in which you this day rejoice are not enjoyed in common. The white privilege inheritance of justice, liberty, prosperity, and independence bequeathed by your fathers is shared by you, not by those with skin of brown or black. The sunlight that brings life and healing to you brings bullets, terror, 
deceit, and death to us. This 4th of July is yours, not ours. You may rejoice, but we must still mourn. To teach a child that they live in a nation of rights and freedoms, yet deny them their security while calling upon them to join you in joyous anthems are inhuman mockery and sacrilegious irony. Do you mean, citizens, to mock them by refusing to consider those words today? Our learners, our children, and the parents of Uvalde have little to celebrate on this anniversary. The ongoing lies and cover-ups protecting those that fail to protect the children still demanding teachers present a warped, sanitized, and whitewashed version of someone's story, but not our story. Social justice and equity may be given lip service, but more and more often are demonized. Our children are marginalized. The scars of implicit bias show prominently in test scores, disciplinary data, and the failure to protect our children's lives. The blessings of independence are not enjoyed by all children. Our free public education leaves them in blighted schools with a mocking commitment to early childhood education, high dropout rates, low literacy rates, and a pipeline to prison. So what to the children is this 4th of July? I'll give you an answer. It's a day that reveals to them more than all other days of the year the gross injustice and cruelty to which they are a constant victim. To them, your celebration is a sham. Your boasted liberty, an unholy license. Your national greatness, swelling vanity. Your sounds of rejoicing are empty and heartless. Your denunciation of tyrants, brass-fronted impudence. Your shouts of liberty and equality, hollow mockery. Your prayers and hymns, your sermons and thanksgivings with all your religious parade and solemnity are to them mere bombast, fraud, deception, impiety, and hypocrisy. A thin veil to cover up crimes that would disgrace a nation of savages. There is not a single nation on the earth guilty of practices more shocking and bloody then are the people of these United States at this hour. So what to the children is the 4th of July? If they were enlightened, it would reveal the gross inadequacy of their education, provision gaps cultivated by the refusal of the white majority to understand, embrace, and accept the sins of this nation, and thus provide an accurate and culturally relevant education. AP classes for which they're underprepared, colleges they'll never attend, jobs for which they will be underqualified. Where's the equity not only for the learner of color, but also for the child of low income? We allow our children of color and our children of low wealth an educational system that those in power would never tolerate for their own children. When governors Governors work to systematically dismantle the protections our learners have been afforded when Congress fails to pass gun legislation that would truly protect the children. When the Supreme Court seems poised to roll back the rights afforded by Brown v. Board and Lau v. Nichols, in that lies fraud, deception, impiety, hypocrisy, and hate. When our children and their families fear going to school and fail in far too many, 
A scathing rebuke, not a celebration, is what's called for. At a time like this, scorching irony, not convincing argument, is needed. Social media has afforded me the ability to attempt to reach the nation's ear, so today I pour forth this stream. A fiery stream of biting ridicule, blasting reproach, withering sarcasm, and stern rebuke. For it is not light that is needed, but fire. It is not the gentle shower, but thunder. We need the storm, the whirlwind, the earthquake. The feeling of the nation must be quickened. The conscience of the nation must be roused. The propriety of the nation must be startled. The hypocrisy of the nation must be exposed. And the crimes against our children must be proclaimed and denounced. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Be safe. Until next time.